You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Big Possible Show. This is your host, Noah Scott, signing on with Kevin Palmieri. So Kevin, well, he's an awesome guest that I'm really excited to have on the show. He's the CFO, founder, and co-host of Next Level University. It's a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 1,000 episodes and 600,000 listens in over 125 countries. You know, and Kevin's mission, he finds out that some people have a rock bottom. He found his own rock bottom in a basement in his mid-20s, where he had everything, a beautiful girlfriend, job, dream body, all that stuff. But he went all in during that moment on holistic self-improvement. And he's here today to, I guess, chat about that whole journey and share some powerful insights, not only around habits, mindset, confidence, limiting beliefs, all that good stuff, but also how to make a lot of money doing the stuff you care about. So welcome to the show, Kevin. What's happening? Another day in paradise, Noah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm excited to see where we go today. Beautiful, beautiful. So let's start off just, you know, giving our listeners a little insight into you as a person, you know, so Mm -hmm. what would you say is your superpower, that thing that you've honed through the years that's just so unique to you? I would say my superpower is asking questions that make people think at a deeper level. Uh, I always start that with my speeches. My goal is not to change your life during the speech. It's for you to ask yourself a new question, get a new answer and have new opportunity from that. So I would say that. So Kevin, as this is the big possible show, I love to celebrate people taking risks. Sometimes in life, it can get intimidating when we have, you know, the insurmountable odds stacked against us. And rather than getting paralyzed in fear, I want our listeners to contextualize other people who are facing similar risks and how they overcome those. So do you have a story of a time that you've faced the biggest risk of your life and what was going through your head at the time? Yeah. So to your point, Noah, you said this, I found out that uh, not only is there a rock bottom, rock bottom has a basement. So I was quote unquote, very successful, but I still ended up debating suicide. I was sitting on the edge of a hotel bed debating on whether or not I wanted to exist, whether or not I wanted to live. I was just so miserable. I was so burnt out. I felt stuck. I felt trapped. I was anxious. I was depressed. The biggest risk that I ever took was I quit a six-figure job and went full-time into podcasting with zero dollars and zero understanding of how to make a dollar. And I was a very broke entrepreneur for three years. So yeah, I, I left behind an old life. I left behind a steady paycheck And I said, look, I'm going to go all in on my thing, which was terrifying. But now that we've actually turned into a successful business, I'm very grateful. And I want people to understand at a deep level that anytime you start something new, it's going to take a minute. Like It's going to take a while for anything to pick up. So just because you're not successful yet does not mean you cannot be successful eventually. Eventually being the key word. Absolutely. That you know, that momentum, it, Mm. you don't just wake up one day and find everything that you've wrote in your vision, just suddenly there, there's, there's a, there's a process of the universe, whatever your own skills that you're learning throughout that process to actually manifest into this, this new reality. Mm. You know, you have to become the person that's able to Mm. live in that reality. So let's actually talk about that, that process of kind of 
because I know you teach a lot of cool stuff on the podcast, but you know, again, with with this concept of how we as individuals can impact the world in a positive way, mm. what are what are some of the ways that you as as an individual are improving the world um, mm. through the efforts that you're doing? You know, what is the mission that you're standing for, and and how can other people look at how they can also make a dent in the in you know improving the world? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think a lot of people forget about the one-on-one interactions. So our goal long term is to bring holistic self-improvement to the masses, to be in the pocket of every person on the planet every single day for free through our podcast. That's our our big, big, big goal. But if you break it down to a micro level, when I go through the drive-thru and I get a coffee, if I can make that person's day a little bit better, that means I am making the world a better place because what if they have a better day and everybody around them has a better day and then that proliferates out and you know the exponential effect of that is really, that's what we're playing for. So I think the first thing you have to think about is what problem are you trying to solve? And usually the problem that people are trying to solve is usually the problem that they had. So oftentimes the problem we want to solve for other people is the problem that we didn't know how to solve. So I would look into your past and ask yourself, what really makes me sad? What really, really makes me happy? What's something out there that I don't think enough people are talking about that I feel super passionate about? And as you think back into your past and your experiences and your traumas and your pleasures, something might pop up and then you just have to figure out what's the vehicle. Maybe the vehicle is a podcast. Maybe it's a, an article. Maybe it's a YouTube channel. And that's the start. And I think, Noah, if you focus on each person, I think we forget that when you start something, five people listening or five people reading, that's five more people than you had yesterday. And it might not seem like a lot, but that's five lives you're impacting who might impact five lives. And it starts very small, but it can grow to a a very large number in time. Absolutely. And especially once you stay consistent with it and then, Mm. you know, that knowing the mission is, is I think the first step. And then, you know, I love how you brought in, like now come up with a vehicle, discover what, how the container is that you're going to serve that mission to the world. Yeah. The purpose, there's purpose in a vehicle. I think we, at a deep level, we all want to help something. We want to improve something usually, but we don't know how, or it doesn't seem reasonable, right? Like I want to bring holistic self-improvement to the masses. That right there is like, okay, that's something that most likely will never happen. Awesome. How do I want to do that? That's where I think you tap into your skill set. Well, I'm a decent speaker. I understand tech. I can be consistent. You know, I know social media decently. So I think the the purpose comes from our past. The vehicle is what we must learn to bring it to the future. Wow, that's so powerful. So let's continue the vehicle analogy here. So mm. if we want to now, so we've got we've got our mission. We've got the we've got the the vehicle that we're going to drive this mission forward. What are the what are the stages that we can actually get lift off? Like when we start pushing the gas on the tank, um, whether that's you know launching the enterprise that you've got. What are some of the things at the very beginning that can help us get that initial momentum, as well as eliminate some of the initial roadblocks that we're going to be facing? Yeah, I think the number one thing is getting crystal, crystal, crystal clear on who you're trying to help. I know we want to help everybody, and but by definition, if you're trying to help everybody, you're, you might be helping nobody because you have to be very specific. So for us, it's dream chasers, people who want more out of life. Why? 
because it's very hard to convince somebody to get into self-improvement. But if somebody already wants self-improvement, cool, we're there. So I think one is getting crystal clear on who is the audience you're trying to serve. Two, how do you do it? What is your unique perspective? Three, what makes you different? And then I think when you have those clarifications, the, the best thing to do early on is what I call scaling the unscalable. And I get that from one of my friends. When you're starting, you have to treat it like it's grassroots. And you're sending videos and you're sending one-on-one messages. You're doing stuff that's personal because that's how you build real authentic relationships. Oftentimes, we only see the numbers. We only think about the listens, the views, the dollars. We're not connecting that to that somebody who knows many other somebodies. So I think one of the best things in the beginning to build momentum is to start contacting, connecting, and adding value to your audience at a deep level because that's how you get referrals. That's how you get word of mouth by adding more value. So that's something we still do. I want to talk to people because I think it's important to add value throughout every piece of the business. So yeah, in the beginning, I would say scale the unscalable, get out there and have conversations with people and help people. If you can solve people's problems, they'll stick with you. That's that's what everybody's hoping for anyway. Absolutely. And, you know, once, you know, getting that foundation, you getting out there and really listening one-on-one to the customer's pain points, listening to what your target um, people that you want to help, what they're actually going through, yeah. that's going to give you so much of a stronger foundation rather than going right at the beginning and trying to like run paid ads and like, yeah, it's just so much more clear. But now let's, let's chat about some of the the more advanced thing. So now that if we've got, if we've got momentum going, we've got a strong foundation, we understand who our customers are and how the messaging works when we're actually speaking with them. What are some elements that you found to multiply your efforts to increase leverage so that the impact that you're making now no longer is like one-on-one, but now you're, you're reaching the masses. Yeah. It's one of those things where I think many people, so this is what I've seen we have like some sort of marketing and we have some sort of offer. So marketing and an offer. The problem is there's no backfill. So you don't have anything scalable. So what I would say is you have to figure out some sort of dares product. So digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, scalable. So it's almost like, I think the the trap people fall into is they say, okay, I'm going to market for my offer. You have to create things in between that that aren't necessarily as quote unquote valuable because you one-on-one or your bottom level product is always going to be the most valuable product there is. So you have to create some things in between that are courses, that are eBooks, that are whatever it may be. It's something that you can say, look, you might not be ready for one-on-one coaching. You might not be ready to buy this product or service, but this is a price point that you can afford that I don't have to do any work there. And I think a lot of people are thinking, and this is the other thing, Noah, a lot of people think I'm going to have a podcast and I'll have an offer and everybody's going to go. No, you have to have value ads in between there. So it's almost like you should build those first, have those available. And then when people aren't ready for coaching, you just send them there and say, it's not going to be, and you be honest, it's not going to be as valuable because it's not me and you behind the scenes, but it's cheaper or it's free. And you'll find value there and take what you learn and, you know, in, in use it in your life. And if you're ready, you can move down the business to the next value stack. 
I love that. Yes. And it, it, once they also start to understand the value, then it's so much easier for them to, okay, we've got our yeah. toes in the water. Now let's dive all in. And that's so powerful. I think people do it backwards. It's almost like, let me convince you that you need this. When what I'll do is say like, literally, I say this all the time. I'll do an interview and people say, where do you want people to go? Just listen to the podcast. I don't want your money. I don't, I don't think that's sustainable. You don't know me. I want you to listen and get value for free because it's the long game. I don't, I'm nurturing relationships. I want to add value. So yeah, to your point, a lot of people are trying to convince people to go to the bottom of the business, mm -hmm. building other layers where people can fit. What about people who want to be part of your journey, but don't have the money yet? Where do they go? They just go somewhere else. That's not sustainable, right? right? You have to right. build a, you have to build a seat for everybody that wants to be part of the journey. It, at least in my opinion, I think that works really well. Beautiful. Yeah. This is something that I'm literally in the middle of doing mm -hmm. right now for the retreats that I'm doing. I'm like, yeah. okay, how can, how can I get all these people that want to come, but they're not ready. And it's yeah. so perfect. So fantastic. So uh, I'd like to, I'd like to shift gears and actually talk some of the, the self-improvement and uh, habits and mindset stuff. So, you sure. know, while we still have you on the show, what are, what are some of the things that you, you found to be particularly helpful in terms of, you know, keeping you dialed in, keeping you focused, keeping you energized and motivated throughout all the bumps in the road as you're building the, building the empire. Yeah. I think one thing in, if we're just talking like real quick self-awareness piece, you got to start asking yourself, why, why am I making this decision? Why am I not making this decision? I think many of us live unconsciously. We're just going through life. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this because I've always done this. I'm going to do this. When if you can dig a layer deeper, you might realize something about yourself that you didn't know, have that new level of awareness, and you can make decisions differently You know, moving forward. For me, what has been very helpful, and I understand this isn't for everybody, but I have the same things I do every day. I have the same 25 habits in a spreadsheet that I do every day because I think Number one, I, I, I want to be very successful and I want to change the world. I want to have the impact that I say. I mean, I mean that. I really want to have it. And I have this agreement with myself that either you do what it takes or you don't get the result. And if you don't get the result, you can't complain about it. That's up to you. You get the decision every day to do it. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. But if you're going to cheat on your diet, you might not get the physique you want. So for me, I do the same thing every day. And I'm very regimented because I think emotionally, emotionally, Noah, this is my eighth interview of the day and I didn't want to do it because I'm tired. My voice hurts and I'm, I'm just exhausted. Logically, this is what I should be doing. This is the best use of my time right now. So I think for me, what has helped is not allowing my emotions to run and really thinking from a logical standpoint of this is what's best. What is the best use of my time? And then another thing is, uh, will I be grateful I did this later? There's mm. nothing like a hard workout when you're like, I don't want to do this. But when you're done, you're like, oh my goodness, I am so glad I did that. I feel like a new human. So that's another thing. I'm very regimented. And then I also try to ask myself, will I be grateful I did it? Not how bad is this going to suck when I start? Yes. Uh, my brother just dragged me to this 6 a.m. CrossFit. You know, I'm visiting, <laughs> I'm visiting my brother here and it's like, you know, I've been bouncing around on airplanes and like, oh, I could just get an extra hour of sleep. Mm. But you know, if you go to that CrossFit class, you're going to feel awesome. Yeah. And bro, I'm so happy I did. <laughs> uh, absolutely love all that stuff, Kevin. So, okay. 
one, you know, while we're kind of chatting about the, the, the motivation for why we do a lot, a lot of this stuff, mm. it kind of brings me to one of the questions I'd love to ask some of the guests, because rather than having this just be about business, I really love actually hearing what makes people happy mm. and why we value happiness. So if you want to share a little bit about for yourself, where do you think happiness comes from? Oh, man. So this is going to be an interesting thing. For me and what I've seen and what I've experienced, happiness comes from accomplishment. And I think happiness is results-based. If this interview goes well and Noah likes me, I will be happy. Regardless of how this interview goes, I am fulfilled in the process. So I think happiness is what many people are optimizing for, but I think that's why so many people have midlife crises because they only chase what makes them happy. They don't chase fulfillment. And happiness is fleeting. I, you know, you can have a Mercedes and you might be happy when you get in that, but that's not going to make you, it's not going to help your marriage and it's not going to help you with your mission necessarily. And it, it's not going to help you with self-esteem issues at a deep, deep, deep layer. It might on the, the top layer, but I think happiness is results-based. If this goes well, I will be happy. If this donut tastes good, I will be happy. I think fulfillment is what people are actually after. And that's you being on purpose in alignment with what you're meant to be doing. And I think that's that's it in a nutshell where you probably talk to a lot of people who are super fulfilled because they're they're doing what they believe they should be doing, not chasing this momentary, if I get this, I will feel a certain way. And that's why I, I hit rock bottom. I thought I, I should be happy, right? I have all these things. I'm jacked. I'm, I have money. No, I wasn't fulfilled. I was happy in a vacuum, but I was not fulfilled. It really, you know, the, the talk about results really reminds me of um, Annie, I forgot her last name, the book Thinking in Bets, where so often we have results being the thing that we're chasing. And then we start mm -hmm. making decisions in our life around the results that happen. So if we have a bad result, we change the approach that yeah. we take for the rest of our lives. And, you know, we might think that, oh, the hiring this person was a bad result because this happened. But actually, and then they, you know, you might be afraid to hire somebody in the future when actually it wasn't, there was nothing wrong with the process or the decision. It was really just the mm. result happened to not be what you wanted. Mm. And so how do you deal with when the results aren't exactly according to expectation? <laughs> what are, what are the tips that you have for people to uh, not look at the writing on the wall in terms of just like straight up bad result, good result. But how do you, how do you see through that to find the fulfillment into what you're doing? And maybe it's like a momentary, this result isn't really happening the way it want, but what can you do so you don't feel bad? Mm. Yeah. So we have a couple things. One, every, every podcast episode we've done. So 1100 every single time it's what was one win. What's one improvement. So what's one thing we can feel really good about. Uh, this happened. What's one improvement? What's what's one piece of improvement that we can bring? I think that's an important thing to bring into everything. But I think I look at it like this. If you think of like a four-part system, you prep, you rep, you reflect, and you perfect. Prep. I prepared for this podcast by looking up Noah and saying, what is the show about? Rep. I'm here doing it. Right? I'm here doing it. Um, reflect. I will reflect and say, how well did that go? Did Noah like me? Did I... Did I land my points? Did I ramble too much? 
and then perfect. Next time I do it, I will take all of that information, the bad and the good, and I will run that through my brain before I do my next prep. That really is, I think, what, what we have to think about because to your point, if you use the quote unquote failure as a stopping point, you're not going to get the opportunity for growth. If you use the win as an idea that you don't have to change anything, you're not going to really grow. You're just going to do the same thing again. So yeah, I think no matter what, you have to find an improvement and you have to find a victory and then just run it through that system forever and you'll get a little bit better and a little bit more aware, rinse and repeat, and eventually you'll be way further than you are today. Beautiful. I love the acronym PREP. So powerful. <laughs> so, okay. So we'll, we'll jump in with the final question. I ask every guest on the show, um, I geek out on decision-making, mental models. And, you know, so I'd like to, I like to hear the process that everyone has, um, mm. different achievers. So do you have a decision-making framework or a mental model that you found to be particularly helpful navigating the tough choices in life? Oh, man. Not really. No, no. A lot of it for me is I just try to use my intuition of like what, what usually scares me is usually the best choice. And honestly, you can take that off the, the rails. There's a lot of ways you could go with that. But yeah, when it's that, it's usually like, okay, I just try to be very self-aware. Why do I not want to do this? Like, what are the reasons? Oh, it's a pain in the butt. It's going to take a lot of work. Okay. Why do I want to do this? That really is what it is for me is just sitting with it and saying, okay, from a hyper-conscious standpoint, what's going on here? That's, that's what it is. Now, I'll tell you, I've had opportunities to be interviewed on shows. I do research and something clicks for me and I go, I, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I have a certain feeling about, can I replicate that or explain it? No, I think it's intuition, but I get that feeling and then I don't do it and I find out it was the right decision. So- I think that's what it is. It's I use the experiences I have in the past. I use my intuition. And then I try to say hyper-consciously from a place of self-awareness, why do I want to? Why don't I want to? And what's best ultimately for the future? Beautiful. Yes. So powerful. And the more you use that, the more feedback you get, the more mm -hmm. actually correct yeah. those decisions start to right, become over right, time. Right. Yeah. So powerful. So Kevin, how do our listeners stay in touch with you? How do we support you? How do we just keep drinking the good stuff that you're serving. <laughs> uh, we, you can come on over and we will serve you a cup of next level university. Yeah. Our podcast is on all the major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. That's where I always suggest people go. Cause you'll learn a lot about us and what we're into. And you'll learn very quickly, you know, a, this is, I'm the type of person who likes this B I'm not the type of person who likes this. And then if you ever have any questions about anything, you can just DM me. Uh, my handle is at neverquitkid on Instagram. I do all my social media myself, so I'm happy to answer anything. Incredible. Thank you so much, Kevin. My pleasure, Noah. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.